Welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Come join the nation's award-winning number one repack brand and our hosts, Joe Kay, Patrick Mancuso, and Tom Hughes, as we discuss all the happenings in the world of sports entertainment, and we speculate on where things are going in the industry. Follow along for some hot takes and cool products that you're going to want to hear about. Hello out there, our tens and tens of listeners. Uh, welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Episode four, we made it to basically a whole month, guys. Congratulations. Congratulations to you too as well. Oh, well, we did it. It's team effort. I love it. But uh, shout out to everybody who's been listening. Um, Every episode grows a little bit more. So keep telling your friends. And uh, again, you can email us at podcast at hitparadecollection.com to tell us how you feel about things. We got a few uh, emails already. Uh, shout out to our friend Trish, who was the first person to email us. Shout out to Trish. She's yeah, a, Trish. Trish is a delight. She, she'd be another random character that'd be great on a podcast. I love her to death. I think her and Ray would be great together. Oh, no, I would want to. I would want to cut my ears off. It'd be too, it'd be too much. But uh, most of the people listening have no clue what we're talking about. But just want to give a shout out to that. Um, this weekend, we had our own little David Adams card show, and I think it went pretty well. Tom, why don't you tell us about it? So we had a ta- uh, show at the retail store in Williamsville. Yep. And we had a lot of local dealers, a lot of the big customers from the store. Uh, and brought in a couple outside dealers, um, a couple from Chicago, Terrence and Anthony Devine. Shout uh, those guys. Yeah, right a lot there. of people know them. Uh, Rob Coots from Connecticut and Jason. From uh, everywhere. From, yeah, from <laughs> Arkansas. <laughs> no, he, he, did, he did not move to Arkansas. We he he, did, he didn't move? Arkansas. No. Did. We made fun of him for going to Arkansas from Wisconsin. Oh, no. Because it's like the only place he could do a step down. <laughs> yeah. And he took it to heart, as Jason does sometimes. And he decided, you know what? We're staying in Wisconsin. We're staying in Wisconsin. <laughs> for now, anyway. Home with the Bucks. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, what? I, w- I was hoping for a good show. And I was pleasantly surprised with the foot traffic. They had a uh, Michael Pekka signing as well. Mm. So they brought a lot of people in. Uh, obviously a big fan favorite of the Sabres teams that were good for a while. Has to be one of the first Sabres I ever known. It was probably Michael Pekka. Like I said, I was a big hockey guy. So I jumped in that late. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, because I mean, we had what, 50 tables? Yeah, about 50 tables. Smaller show, smaller card show. But it was packed. Like you guys had to call me in. It was supposed to be my day off. I had to come in and work. Thanks a whole bunch. You but got a free meal out of it. I did. It was delicious. Well, but what was the meal? I don't remember. We bought a whole bunch of shit. It's we not went important. to Danny's. I know, but like the, nobody listening to this knows where that is. Or <laughs> I cares. thought it was going to be like a more of like a national place. Chicken like, wings. Yeah, it's the best chicken, chicken wings. Around. Okay. It's fantastic. But hey, like I said, our outside friends like Anthony and Terrence and Jason and Rob, they all went with us. They enjoyed it because it was cool to have those guys come out because the whole point of this show was that if it went really well, hopefully we can start making bigger shows here in Buffalo and in a perfect world, bring everybody to us like we've talked about before on the show. It's yeah. a great idea. I love the idea of having that. I mean, another uh, show where we don't have to travel across the United States. It's crazy. To go to a show would be great. People obviously think Buffalo, they think snow, they think the bad weather. But Buffalo in the summer is a great Mm. place to go. Uh, A lot of breweries, a lot of things to do outside, a lot of restaurants with outside patios, which make no sense, you know, eight months (laughs) of the year. Uh, But it's a great place to be and and have everyone come here uh, and kind of show off. Buffalo would be a good idea. Oh, I agree completely. It'll be a ton of fun. We'll bring people out, especially, like I said, in the summer. Just we'll all take them out to dinner, give them the right chicken wings out there, the best pizza in the world. You guys will love it. It'll be fine. So, Patrick, why don't you get us started today on your topic you're really, really excited about? Yeah, so uh, we are going to start off today's, uh, I mean, we kind of just started uh, today's podcast, but we're going to kind of segue into would you rather sports questions Uh for uh, Joe and Tom. Uh, I kind of uh, curated these throughout the day, looking up funny ones, the best ones. I saw some bad ones. 
But uh, we'll start it off with, would you rather be Steve Bartman or Scott Norwood? Oh, that is awful. Um, I would rather be Scott Norwood in this scenario because, yes, he missed the Super Bowl winning kick. That's cool. But, like, it wasn't a chip shot. Everybody, Nobody put the blame on him. It's a team game, et cetera, et cetera. Steve Bartman had an entire – he wasn't a player. <laughs> he had an entire city hate him forever. Like I think they still do. No, no, they won. It's fine. So it's it's good. I just think the better scenario is being Scott Norwood there because it wasn't expected for him to make the kick. Like, he just did what he was supposed to do. It didn't work out. Steve Bartman interfered in a place. Or there's no guarantee they win, by the way, right? Like, it was what? That was a million years ago. Nobody cares. Yeah, there's some no, question behind that. There's, there's a question. couple some uh, Nothing is guaranteed. couple errors that happened, but you're right. Nothing's guaranteed. So, yeah, 100% would rather be Scott Norwood. Okay. Thomas? 100% disagree. <laughs> you cracked. <laughs> you are cracked. This is why I thought also, it was a great starter. Also, Scott Norwood made a bunch more money. It's, it's yeah, very simple. The Bills have never won a Super Bowl. The Cubbies ended up winning a World Series. But that's not. It's all all mm. is forgiven. They won a, a World Series. Bartman can go back there and they can laugh about it because they won. They actually did. After the Cubs won, they they had to find out where he lived because he left was the he, city of say, Chicago and didn't even have. He didn't even tell like some of his cousins where he was living. It was that uh, out in the woods. Yeah, and someone had found him and wrote him a letter. And asked him to come back, and he was like, so, "No." Yeah. So until the Bills win a Super Bowl, the answer is Bartman, one hundred percent, every single time. Okay. Whatever. Go to the next one. Okay. Uh, would you rather try to tackle Derrick Henry or get tackled by Vontaze Perfect? So, do you want to run into a wall or have the wall run into you? <laughs> this is precisely my question. I feel question. like it's even, but um, I would never want to try to tackle Derrick Henry. Mainly because I don't know how to tackle very well, so I'd probably end up hurting myself. At least with, at least with perfect, it might be more like a car crash where since I'm not knowing what to expect, I might not get as hurt. Yeah, that's yeah, the only, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's such a terrible explanation, but that's the only thing I got. Curl up and <laughs> or just get you ran over by a train. Once again, Joe, one hundred percent wrong with you. Can't, you can't. <laughs> you couldn't do either. You're you crazy. Wait, wait. You didn't say I had to tackle him. I said tried to tackle him. Yeah, that is true. You tried. So, uh, so is going semantics. Yeah, loopholes. Vontes perfect would destroy me. Would destroy everybody. And, and not only that, he wouldn't care. He would try to take my head off. Derek Henry would just make me a meme. All he would do is take my head, Josh stiff Norman. army, throw me across the field. Josh Norman. And I'd be really, really embarrassed, but I wouldn't be dead. I would so. just turtle at perfect coming at me. <laughs> screw it. So this one, this next one's kind of going to be a little bit easier of a decision, but it's kind of also going to be tough. Would you rather take a punch by Mike Tyson in no. the face in his prime, or would you rather have your mother take the punch? He can hit my mom all day. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I love my mother. That's cool. But she's lived a life. It's mom, fine. You're going to have to step Parents up and take this one. Parents are designed to protect their children. Does and in this scenario, she would have to do that. Tyson Tyson throwing from the sneakers, hitting, hitting Joe K's mom. <laughs> Once again, Joe with another terrible take. You're right. You're just taking the other side of it. I, I, no, I, no. You want to get punched in the face by Mike Tyson? No, but I don't want him to kill my mom. Yeah, that's true. Because I mean, she's dying. I so, don't want him to kill my mom. That's true. Either you're dying or she's dying. So yeah, but you have a unique case because then nobody's there to cut your lawn since your mother doesn't. <laughs> we'll get we'll get into that. We'll get into that all over another time. One hundred percent. I'm taking the punch. All right. I, I'm not dying, but I'm probably. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is a good one too. I, I really like this one. Would you rather um, 
take a hit from Ray Lewis on a crossing pattern, or would you rather go to the hole versus the Pistons bad boys? Um, the bad boys, because I would just lose the ball quick and not really get hurt. Mm. Ray Lewis would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> so I just remember uh, Rashad Mendenhall. I think it was his rookie Jesus. year or second year. What a name. Nice ball. Ball. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, I don't know what down it was, but basically on the one yard line going, going for the touchdown. And Ray Lewis came clean and absolutely destroyed him and broke his clavicle oh. with, with everything on to a professional athlete. <laughs> I will 100% get elbowed in the face by Bill Lambeer before I ever get hit by Ray Lewis. Yes. All right. I like that. So last one, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up. This one is kind of more for the tailgating question. Uh, right. Since we are big tailgaters and how much we take pride in that. Would you rather eat 20 extremely hot chili peppers or cook for and feed every opposing fan at your own tailgate? I'd rather just cook for people and feed them. I don't really care. Really? You're not taking the hot now? 20 super hot chili peppers? Are you kidding me? I would just die. Or, or and if you survive, you're just like, I did it once with a chip, okay? You'll just not be that like, bad. You'll just be pooping lava the whole day. That's what like, I did. That's to, yeah. all I did. Dude. And you're a fool. All right. <laughs> yeah. shout, out, shout out Ray Ray. Yeah. And Brian Sandstrom. There's no way because there's no way you do the peppers because you could never enjoy the game because you would just be in the bathroom crying for the whole rest of the day. I will 100%. And plus, you know. It's not a bad thing to cook for opposing fans, by the way. There's usually not that many they of them. Show, and even if they show up, you know, you cook for them. Then everybody gets to talk about how great Buffalo fans are again. And you look more awesome. Meanwhile, it's way better than, again, burning your insides on purpose. <laughs> just so you don't have to cook for people. So it's a, it's a pride question, basically. It's not so. a pride question. I have no problem no, cooking plus, for other people and not wanting to purposely plus, harm myself. <laughs> I would talk shit to them the whole time. You had one chip and almost died. Now you're talking about 20 insanity peppers from Cucamonga or whatever. That's going to be from Kahunaville for 4 million Scoville units or well, whatever, just to like burn off taste buds. Like, what? no, it's okay. We'll have to bring volume two of this uh, on, on another show. That's fine. Cause I got a tons more tons of more. My mom can eat the peppers after she gets punched. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> After she takes a hit by Ray Lewis, punched in the face by Mike Tyson. No, she wouldn't take the hit from Ray Lewis, I don't think. My mom's pretty tough, though. She might have messed up. My mom played rugby in college, but she'd still get demolished. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, her mom's already coming closer. Uh, anyway, sports stuff's happened. Uh, every quarterback ever, it feels like, is getting signed, and the Jets still don't have one, which is cool, and nobody knows what's happening with Aaron Rodgers. But we'll start up from the top. Derek Carr goes to the New Orleans Saints. Patrick, mm-hmm. how do you feel about that? I like it. Um, he, I mean, there's not much competition in the NFC South when it comes to quarterbacks right now. I think nope. they're the only team in the NFC South with an actual starting quarterback. I think they have two. They have Jameis, Jameis Winston and Derek Carr. The other ones, uh, the Bucks have Kyle Trask. The Panthers' best is with Darnold, if he's yeah. still there, and Logan Woodhouse for the Falcons. Oh, so, wow. I think... Why are you talking Desmond shit about Ritter. Desmond Ritter? Oh, De- Way to go, Pat Stats. Off to an amazing start. Sorry. And Matt Corral. Sorry I didn't name every single quarterback on their team. There are more people. I was just trying to aim for the the only one that was potential to start right now. Hold on. I'm cutting you off. You, sir, are on a sports-ish card podcast, and you don't know that Desmond Ritter is going to end up being the starter? Well, it's not for (laughs) sure yet. It's not for sure yet. 
Yeah, okay, cool. I guess they could trade for somebody, but I'm pretty sure the guy they drafted I'm just saying, and would, played at the end of the year is where they're going to go. Do you want to go with Desmond Ritter at the beginning of the year, or do you want to trade for someone else? Look, we got a lot of Desmond Ritter cards, so let's not tank the bill. You want our own podcast. You anyway. know what? Desmond Ritter is going to be the best quarterback in the NFL. There you <laughs> go. Willis. Best quarterback out of Cincinnati. But, but I like it. <laughs> I, I like it. I think it's a good fit for the uh, for the Saints. I think they're going to do well, I said especially in the NFC South. Yeah, so Tom, does Derek Carr make the Saints a contender? So, I think it makes them a playoff team because, as Pat said, that division's terrible, mm-hmm. and they still have a really good defense. Um, and depending on what happens on the offensive side of the board, obviously, Kamara has some stuff going on. Who knows what Michael Thomas is going to be, but Olave looked really good. So, I think they're the best team in the South. But if I were them, I would not have got Derek Carr. I would have tanked another year because they're in such a bad position salary cap-wise. Mm-hmm that they just keep pushing the buck and trying to stay competitive because they don't want to rebuild. But at some point, you have to pay the, pay the piper, mm-hmm. suck for a year, clean up your cap space, and then then start anew. But, you know. So, first off, I read that Carr definitely um, structured his contract where, like, it helps out their cap issues. Like, mm-hmm. they kind of weave their way around it or whatever. It just yeah. pay, but pays the buck paying later. Sure, now. sure, I get that. But the other point is, is that the answer is no. They don't make them a contender. Cool, their division's terrible, but that division wasn't great. You know, cool, they get to go to the playoffs. That doesn't mean they're a contender to win everything. I mean, Derek Carr, like, it's fun talking about him because the Saints got, or not the Saints, the Raiders kind of boned him. But at the same time, he just, he was just a dude for the longest time. He wore his heart on his sleeve, lived and died for that franchise. But at the end of the day, you're not, like, you're not taking him in fantasy drafts where you're like, this is my guy. No, he's the guy you take after the guy you originally drafted let you down. He's he's always been like just outside the top ten of being awesome. Like he's not one of the top quarterbacks in the league. So it's like the Saints were already kind of good. Does he make is he giving them four more wins? I don't think so. So my question for you is what so. is the contender? Because Well, I didn't write the question down, but I want to assume that it means Super Bowl question. Because n- Super there, Bowl, right? Yes. <laughs> Patrick, uh, question writer. So not not necessarily <laughs> Super Bowl, just a contender in general. I mean to can, what? In playoffs? Because to I, make the playoffs, they can make the playoffs because their division's terrible. Right. But when okay. they're in the playoffs, so we'll say Super Bowl then. Okay. So the Saints are going to get. In, they'll get. You know what? The Saints will get into the playoffs because they win their division. All right. That's cool. It's going to be the team that whoever finishes fifth is just going to stomp. They don't care. But are you are you sure about that? Yes. Hundred percent. Because I look at that NFC and I don't know if there are five good teams in the NFC. Whoever finishes second in the NFC East gets the five seed and beats them. So you think it's a guaranteed that the Cowboys would beat the Saints? Yes. Derek okay. Carr doesn't make. I'd like to watch that. Derek game. Carr doesn't make some guarantee win over the Cowboys. No, I'm not. Can saying- the Cowboys cowboy and screw it up? Absolutely. But I'm not. I would. They're not going to be favored. I wouldn't bet on it. I could see that team surprising somebody and making a run to like the NFC Championship game. I mean, I don't even think they would beat the Giants, which segues into our next point. <laughs> the New York Giants today signed Daniel Jones to a contract uh, four years, $160 million. Up to 195 What? I didn't see that part. Yeah. It's it just, wow. ha- to be fair, you guys are listening to this on Thursday, but this is, it, he literally signed maybe like 20 minutes ago or something ridiculous. So they did that and they franchised Saquon, right? Yeah. So the Giants are keeping it all in house. Um, is it too much? $40 million a year, potentially way more. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think so. I don't. Why? Think, I don't think Danny Dimes is that that great of a quarterback to be giving him that type of money. Well, I, don't, I think he's just kind of a, a mediocre, run of the mill type quarterback. Are you talking about the 
potential that it could be or just what it is? I don't know. So what it is right now, I mean, there there is some potential. I mean, he has a good coach in Brian Dable. He's got a good team around him. Yeah. Um, I don't think he has great wide receivers. Terrible but, wide receivers. Um, I true. just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see him being worth that much money in my eyes. But this is right now, $40 million is like the mid tier for quarterbacks. It's just the new middle tier. I mean, we'll talk about Gino and yeah, two. I, I was going to have so like, like, yeah. What do you like better? Do you like Daniel, Daniel Jones say at 40 million or Gino at 35? Right. That's tough. I mean, obviously I'm going to go with a cheaper option there. See, so I, I, would I would go take, with Daniel Jones all the time. All right. Absolutely. Dan, you're working with Dable who, I mean, everybody, yeah, that's sh- true. Everybody that's shit true. on Josh Allen when he came out. Oh, you can't do this. He can't do that. And Dable turned him into, you know, this magical unicorn that he is now. Daniel Jones, who was, Nobody likes him. We're not picking up his option, blah, blah, blah. He just had a really great year. They made the playoffs. They weren't supposed to do that. The Giants were supposed to be competing for who's getting, you know, Bryce Young or whatever. That's That didn't happen. They won. They made the playoffs. They won a game in the playoffs. So, right? For, yeah, they for made one Minnesota. good year, he gets paid that much? First off, everybody gets paid for one good year. That's usually how these sports work, and then they get disappointed later. But he's younger. He has he can run, That's which true. obviously you need a mobile quarterback. He knows the system. I, again, he did really well with what you just said. Terrible receivers. So get uh, him some get him some help and let's really see what happens here. A, a spot people say the Bills need to pick is wide receiver. Yeah. Well, they let this guy go who wasn't good enough to make their wide receiving core, and he came in and was arguably the best wide receiver the Giants had in Isaiah Hutchins. Yeah. So if they get him a weapon or two, like I think he, I think he's an above average quarterback. I think he could be Derek Carr that can run. There you With, go. And how much did Carr just sign for again? Because I forgot. It was uh, a, it was one hundred fifty. Hundred. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, the, so, so it's, it's the same deal. So you're arguing much. between Carr and Jones, and obviously Geno a little bit too. Right. So you're going to tell me that that's not a really good deal for the Giants? I think that's right where your mid tier quarterbacks are going to be for for a little bit here. You know, it's not sixty million and everything's is everything guaranteed in this one. I didn't see that part. Oh, I don't. Uh, I don't know about. I just know Carr is hundred million guaranteed. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. So I'm gonna guess it's around the same. It's fine. I mean, it just happened. I didn't get all the the DJ contract details, but. I think he's the best deal out of all the quarterbacks we're going to talk about that just signed, which well, yeah. that basically is it. It's D- Geno Smith who, so let's get right into that. Geno Smith, three years, $105 million. Dude obviously earned, earned his pay. Um, he had a hell of a start to the season, a pretty good middle. Kind of fell flat at the end, which kind of bodes, you know, maybe this might not be the best thing in the world. But when it's, I can't believe I'm saying it this way, only $35 million for a <laughs> right, quarterback. Right. It, it starts to look like a bargain. Uh, Tom, do you think signing Geno Smith was the right move for the Seahawks? I think for the Seahawks, yes. I think it's a bad contract, but for where they are and what they did this past year, I think it's a good move on their part. Okay, Patrick. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a swell move for the team. At this point, they kind of had to sign him, right? Mm-hmm. Like Geno just had a really great year. Um, from all reports out, the people love him, like in the locker room. And what it shows as a team is that if you show up and play, they're going to reward you for it. If Geno Smith had his career year like this, led them to the playoffs again in a year when remember the offseason? Oh my God, Drew Locke, mm-hmm. they traded Russ, they're screwed, blah, blah, blah. They weren't screwed. Again, they went, they made the playoffs, right? Am I wrong? They did, right. They did. So you can't just have somebody come in and do that and then just say, all right, cool. Thanks for your one year. Get the hell out of here. You know, you can't do that to a guy like that. Plus, like Geno is such a feel good story on top of it. They almost had to sign him. And like I said, they got him. Or like we said, he got him in that middle tier. It's kind of perfect. Yeah, I just you wonder what would happen if Gino and Danny Dimes switched spots, and Danny Danny Dimes had DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett to throw the ball to. Um, 
Obviously, Kenneth Walker isn't quite Saquon, but he was really, really good down mm-hmm. the down the stretch here. Do you think there would be a good switch though? I mean, no. Daniel the Giants. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, that's for Daniel Jones, do you think Daniel Jones would do well with the Seahawks? It's hard to say because I think a lot of Daniel Jones' stuff is tied to Dable. That's, yeah, what I was, that's what I was going to say. That's 100%. It. And I'm not, not not like Pete Carroll's some slouch. Look what happened. No, absolutely not. And <laughs> if Russ is actually a bum like we saw last year, Pete Carroll's been doing magic for a decade. So we don't really know. True, but that is a lot of magic. Right. It would have been, especially since he got all of this out of 32-year-old Geno Smith. So mm. Like Maybe he's just really good at it, too. But right now, I think the best thing is continuity for Daniel Jones. So him staying there is just absolutely the best thing for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So that leaves us with a couple of quarterbacks who sort of don't know where they're going to be playing yet mm-hmm. next year. Um, Lamar Jackson was non-franchise tag, right? Is that what not, it's called? Non- non-exclusive non-exclusive franchise tag. So tell me exactly what that means. So <laughs> basically, the, the short of it is if he plays on the franchise tag this year, he's going to lose $13 million from a regular franchise tag. Okay. Why it's done is two-part. Obviously, the, the Ravens can save money. But now other teams are, have the ability to negotiate a contract with Lamar. Mm-hmm. The Ravens then have the ability to match any contract. And if they don't, they get two first-round picks. Okay. So basically what the Ravens are saying is one of two things. They're saying you're not going to get as much guaranteed money as you think you're going to. And you're going to come back and sign a contract with us because you're not going to get what you think you are because you're crazy. Or two – Someone's going to give him what he wants, and they say, we don't want to do that, and they're going to let him walk, and they're going to get two first-round picks for him. What do you think is going to happen? The Jets are going to offer him a lot of money, and he's going to sign that contract, and the Ravens will be cool with two first-round picks. Hmm. You don't you don't slap that franchise tag on him where you can get picks for it if you don't already know where it's going to head, where it's headed. Oh, this absolutely. is basically just them not letting him walk for free. Mm-hmm. So now he's going to go and somebody's going to give him a bunch of money because they feel like they're ready to do it. Could be the Jets. Could theoretically be Miami, but I don't know about that. And whoever needs one, though, the Raiders might even do it. You know, interesting. it would be interesting. Be very interesting. People throw people will throw around money and they will say, here, Baltimore, take our two first round picks so you can choose res- the wrong receivers yet again. <laughs> and Baltimore has to figure out who their quarterback is going to be. Yeah, I, I think the one thing's for for sure is that Lamar will not be playing on the franchise tag. No, there seems to be a lot of stuff there where he just – I don't think they like each other anymore. I think it's a messy breakup. Yeah, it well, does not work out well. Well, when you cost me $13 million, like the, the tag went from $45.2 million to $32.2 million. Right. Lost $13 million – yeah, we're not friends anymore. We're I don't you don't do that to somebody unless you weren't friends before that though. I think this is just them saying we're not getting not this bad. done. He doesn't even really want to be here under the regular franchise, so let him do whatever he wants and just accept that you're getting two first round picks for somebody that if they just decided to trade him like without this, what would they've gotten more than two first? In your opinion, of course. A lot of silence yeah. is bad for radio. I'm well, just just trying to contemplate the the I whole know. situation on it. I I think they would have, but I don't think they're in a position of strength because I think other teams know that oh, yeah. that the contract situation is bad. Mm-hmm. So I think that in this particular situation, they probably wouldn't get more than that. No, maybe not. And then there's obviously other stuff brewing there because Rashad Bateman, did you see his tweet? Oh, <laughs> hammered the GM. Mm. That's not a good look for you, yeah. buddy. Hey, uh, uh, yeah. It's not a good look. It's not our fault that we only pick average receivers. Right. <laughs> knock, a, knock, knock, knock. Hey, this is your number one receiver. What did you say about me? This right. is that's a quick way to get 
kicked off the team. Lost the like, locker oh, room yeah. immediately. Uh-huh. So if Lamar goes, who, from all things that I know, like obviously they love that guy. Lamar's not going to be there. And now your best receiver, arguably. I mean, it's, their receivers yeah. aren't the best, but he's you the can't best receiver. You can't, yeah, Rashad Bateman is Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not he's a weapon, though. I, you can just imagine him wanting to get it's out of there. They just drafted him, too. So, like, he's stuck there for at least two more years, three Hello more years. Hello, Bills. Yeah, stop it. Yeah. That, that, that this, is be... not a, this is a worldwide podcast, Tom, not just a Bills podcast. You need to relax on that. Can't just keep mentioning Buffalo, dude. But bringing up Buffalo and talking <laughs> about cap space, he did bring up cap space. Just, yeah, and he brought up, I think we were talking about the Saints and cap mm-hmm. space. What do you think uh, the Bills have to do with cap space this year? Because clearly they are in the same conundrum. Yeah, there's a lot of contracts they can restructure. But they're, they're not be able to go get a, a big name player, I don't think, in free agency. But that's why someone like Bateman, who's still on his rookie contract, is someone who would interest me. Because he's... You know, one of the things that you did say was that uh, teams that are in that conundrum kind of have to suck for a year. So are you saying that the Bills kind of have to go down that and swallow that pill? No, because no, you, can, you can still push it. So like what Drew Brees did for years and years and years is they just push his contract, they push his contract, they push his contract. Then Brees retired, and then they have to pay all that money. So uh, the Bills have a little bit of time before they have to worry about that. Yeah. Okay. And then that leaves us with our friend, He of the Darkness, he has he has emerged. Aaron Rodgers is out. Um, he's, <laughs> he emerged from the darkness. He emerged from the darkness. I don't exactly know if he saw his shadow. And there's six more weeks of winter or whatever's supposed to happen with that. But what I do know is that he's probably more than likely not going to be a member of the Green Bay Packers anymore. And that's just not on his end. Like the GM saying the same thing too. It's kind of a wrap there. Uh, literally as we speak, the Jets brass is on a flight to go talk to him because they have the ability to go do that. So they flew. They're flying to California to go talk with Rodgers and see if the Jets. Would work for him. Of course, this is right before that <laughs> the Lamar thing happens. I feel like the Jets are just going to be all over the place because that's you're going to keep hearing them again and again. Sucks to be Zach Wilson, but for right now, um, the Jets are pursuing Rodgers. Do you think that's a good fit for him? Mm. Go ahead, Tom. I mean, that team has a great defense, has some really good weapons. Um, I obviously think that he could walk in there and be immediate title contender. Uh, mm-hmm. I hate to say that, obviously, not to say they were from Buffalo or from Buffalo. So it sucks for us. But I think I think it's great for him. I think that if he wants to go win, that is the one team that stands out as being a quarterback away from being a true competitor. Not the Raiders. I was just about to say, what about the Raiders? They had <laughs> they had league average, slightly above league average quarterback play and missed the playoffs by a game or two. The Jets missed by a game or two and had arguably the worst quarterback play I've seen in the last 10 years. Yeah, that's fair. Plus, the Raiders, don't forget, have kind of a completely ass defense. And the Jets have a really, really good one. And it's only going to get a little bit better here. Um, the Plus, the one thing that I like about Rodgers going to the Jets is that he spent his entire life, well, NFL life, playing in Green Bay, coldest of the cold, et cetera, et cetera. He's played big games, you know, in the elements. And... Playing in New York, like it gets cold up here, like it snows out there too. So you won't have to worry about how will he perform in our weather, blah blah. Like you, know, you know, he's got a long track record of performing in any weather, and he might only have a couple years left. That's cool, but right now, since the Jets don't have to pay all of their rookies yet, he's kind of perfect for them. And I think it'll be a really, really good fit. Yeah, as I long know. as he gets on the same page with those receivers, I, I mean, it'll be annoying for the AFC. They'll just get are, better. Are you concerned as a Jets fan 
Yes. You're a Jets fan. You're already concerned. That you might be putting all your eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket and you're letting all these other quarterbacks get signed, do everything else. And then all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers like, you know what? No, I don't want to get go there. And you get left with nobody, being the last person to dance by yourself and not having a quarterback. At this point, I feel like there's just always going to be somebody. It might not be the best, but it they've it can't get any worse, you know. But there but there's a reason that they've said Zach Wilson's still a part of this team. We still believe in him. Blah blah. blah. The locker room doesn't believe in him. It's very clear. As soon as they found out that the Jets brass was on the plane to California to go talk to Aaron, mm-hmm. Sauce Gardner tweeted out like. Yo, Aaron Rodgers, if you sign here, like I won't pick you off in practice and I'll burn the cheese head <laughs> that he stole. <laughs> so you you know that the Jets locker room, you can tell just by their their whole body language at the end of the year. Like if they didn't have Zach Wilson, they would have done a lot more damage. And uh I mean, Mike Boyd was out there too, and he was doing pretty solid. Yeah, he was okay. But again, these are all these are all bums in the long run. Absolutely. But at the same time, a little bit more Mike White, a little more practice. Like, even if they have to go completely screwed. Like because the, they don't have anybody come in, like you said, and they're just stuck with the same ones. They'll just draft one at this point, and it won't be a great one. But it, why wouldn't you just take somebody in the third round and see if that can be the guy? Because maybe you hit on it and you're great. You know, it might be another year off, but again, well, there's going to be somebody. There's going to be an Andy Dalton hanging out there that they can do something. Jimmy for. G. Yeah, there's J- another there. Perfect. J- James Winston. He yeah. needs to go somewhere. There's guys he's everywhere. Like, if you can't get one of the upper tier dudes, you just take one of these, like, mid to low tier guys and see if you can make it work. Like, like we like, just talked about Geno Smith. Smith. Yeah. We just talked about Daniel Jones. It works. So, like, why can't it work for the Jets? Besides the fact that they've been cursed for will, decades. Will Zach Wilson ever play another down as a quarterback in the NFL? Yes, absolutely. It won't be. For, I don't believe it'll be for uh, the Jets, but he'll go <laughs> somewhere and probably be a backup. And then before you know it, that person ahead of him will get hurt and he'll have to throw another pass. I was going to say, it might not be meaningful football in the NFL, but it'll be football in the could NFL. Be. It could be. You don't know who he's going to back up. You don't know what's going to happen. Hell, he could be backing up Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers could get hurt and he's got to come in again. And you've seen stories all over the time, like where the prodigal son comes back and you're like, oh, this guy sucked. Don't know. He's got to be your quarterback. And then he steps in and does well for whatever reason. Maybe he learns stuff from Aaron Rodgers because who was he learning from before? Joe Flacco? Ew. That's not a thing. Got a ring. <laughs> sure he did. That doesn't mean you're learning much from him. That wasn't that. Didn't they win because of their defense anyway? Yes. All right. So speaking of defense or self-defense, um, a lot of gun stuff going around lately. <laughs> <laughs> what a segue. Yeah, that was that was, that was basketball. Uh, <laughs> Come from the segue monster right there. Let's talk about, and this isn't me specifically, uh, gangster wannabe John Morant. Uh, Patrick. Jamar coming, <laughs> NBA dumb boy, Ja Wick, or the famous Ja Warrant, spelled Warrant. <laughs> ja Warrant. Uh, yeah, has seemingly uh, pissed away his whole NBA uh, career I don't know about in three simple moves. Oh, pretty much. I mean, because now the NBA is uh, investigating. Hold on. Yeah. This you is- have a list of dates? <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Patrick, please go on. Well, no, I'm just saying that. Ja has, like I said, seemingly have blown his entire career in three simple moves. And now the NBA is looking to investigate uh, that whole situation and suspend him for 50 games. Over the, over the, so there are a lot of people who are going around talking about what John Rant's doing is wrong and this, that, and the third. Let's run down a couple of things that happened. Uh, on February 5th, 
I think we need like came out. foreboding music. With <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not messing with it right now. <laughs> uh, actually, on January 29th, the Grizzlies emerged victorious 112 to 100 against the Indiana Pacers, but drama ensued after the game. As reported, the Athletic on February 5th, several Pacers staffers felt that they were in grave danger after acquaintances of Grizzlies star John Morant aggressively conf- uh, confronted members of the Pacers traveling party near the team's bus in a loading area of the FedEx Forum. And uh, it, it was said that Morant was riding in the car that was driving past them and trained a red laser on them. So could have been a laser pointer, man. Probably not the best move to do, but you're right. It could it could be a laser pointer. We'll give him somewhat of the benefit of the <laughs> doubt on this one. But then, and then it just keeps ensuing. But there's more. But there's more. The Washington Post released a story after obtaining police reports stating that John Morant was involved in two separate incidents last summer. First, Morant is accused of repeatedly punching a teenager in the head during a pickup game. So he punched a 17-year-old 12 to 13 times. I want to meet this kid with the steel jaw because (laughs) the fact that John couldn't knock this kid out in 12 to 13 punches means he's got a great jaw or jaw's terrible at punching. I don't think Jaws that good. If I think it's him, he well, kind of want to be. Well, he, I, I I did hear that uh, Jake Paul was looking to box him next. Probably, I mean, you, you probably box him. Stop it. <laughs> Anyways, after he punched him and found out that he couldn't knock out the super teenager, he ran to he ran in his house and grabbed a gun and flashed it at the teen, kind of like I'm the bad guy now. After you just basically got stood up by your entire family. What are you doing having teenagers over at your house, by the way? Michael Jackson did all the time. No. <laughs> that's that's What's the, the company you want to be in, though, right? Epstein, Michael Jackson, John Morant. <laughs> yeah, no, they all, you play, they all have stuff in common. So, anyways, it keeps ensuing, too. So, over the weekend, um, the NBA commissioner was graciously... Uh, um, Given a video of John Morant at a strip club of him holding up a gun in, in the middle of the video. I wonder if it's the same gun. It may have been. It, it looked like a little little tutor gun, too. Like a little <laughs> little purse gun. That you, oh, okay. Toot-toot, pew-pew, makes those noises. Um, but those the commissioner's like, listen. Those are lasers. When you, show, when you show the world you have a gun, I got to do something to you. So now he got a two-game suspension, which now might turn into a 50-game suspension. Is that real? Um, I didn't know how far it was going. Yeah, uh, the Co- Colorado State Police right, or, yeah. are, are investigating. But there's more. <sighs> yes, I'm there's sure there's more. I mean, he, he posted on Instagram or whatever. Said. No, he posted by himself with a gun like this by his yeah, head. That's he incredible. Was, oh, like, I thought yeah. that was the same one he was no, talking no, about. That's incredible. Like he, he, was, he said he needs to find different ways to deal with stress. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, so what stress do you have being paid this much hold on, money? Hold on. I'm not letting you say that because there is definitely stress on these, oh, like young, these young dudes with a shit ton of money having to be the face of their franchise slash one of the better players in the NBA. Like to say he's not under stress is crazy. Plus, how no, many absolutely. Times every, every person he might have met once in his life when he was three years old is probably looking for some handout and this and that and the other thing. Like, I understand that completely. I'm sure there are people that are like... Oh man, you better give us money or something's gonna happen to you. So he's probably what like, are you gonna have happen to you, dude? You're filthy rich. You, you get live shot in, a nice in the face. House. Not if you don't go back to the hood. If you go, no, if you go, go back, find you. Patrick he was, actually went to a private school. 
Okay. So he, he had a really nice that's not the, that is not so my I, point upbringing. That is but not you, my what point. What you're at saying all. is people want that money, right? Of course they do. And okay. that's what I'm saying. So move that away from it. People will still find him and ask. It doesn't matter where you move. You people, can ask all you want. He's, he's ask all you from, want. I can still say no. He's not from, Ask all you want. I'll still say no. Congratulations on what you will do. But a lot of people, it's just still when you have hundreds of people bothering you all the time, that adds stress. You have that's to say no. I so it shouldn't though. It's easy for you to say no because we are not. You're right. Players. Also, you have a lot more years in the, on this earth than he does. So not you've, that many. Yeah, more than you're getting older. But seven, maybe? A lot more. So I got, oh, I got, no. Aren't you like 47? 33. Get out of here. You, well, you about? look older. <laughs> I don't know how to take this whole conversation <laughs> right now. That is Go ahead, Tom. So two points on this. Um, <laughs> Jalen Rose came out and said when he was young, just out of college, that he was in a place where he was shot at. He made bad decisions, uh-huh. and a lot of it is the people you surround yourself with. Um, so this is not new. It's a different world we're living in now than when Jalen Smith was a young rookie where not everything you do is Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose, yeah. Jalen Rose, where everything you do is on camera, mm-hmm. in social media. <laughs> so you got to wait. You know, a lot of You're this also stuff, putting yourself on yeah. camera with a gun. But so- two um, – as our as our buddy Terrence, who was from in from Chicago for the show, was saying, you have a guy who was grown up in a very nice neighborhood. He Carlton, yeah, and all of a sudden you're in this culture in the NBA that is very gangster, very uh, tough, street hood, however you want to call it. And uh, he's trying to do his best to be like, hey, th- that's who I am too. And it's it's almost like. He's trying to fake it almost that like, hey, I, I'm doing this. And he's almost going over the top because he doesn't know how to deal with it. <laughs> it's not real. It's not real. It's and, like watching Malibu's Most Wanted. And I I don't know Ja. I don't know too much about his upbringing other than what I've read and people have told me. Um, but I am willing to give this kid a, the benefit of the doubt right now. Um, at least to what I know now, nothing he's done has been egregious where I can say that, that he's a bad person. Uh, he's having some bad judgment issues right mm-hmm. now. Uh, but like you said, he's half my age. And he, I could only imagine if I had millions and millions of dollars as a young 22-year-old, 23-year-old. There kid, are other millionaire 22-year-olds out there that are not doing that. Okay, cool. I'm just trying to. I, I'm just saying, if you had 20, if you had. LeBron didn't do that. Dwayne Wade didn't do that. Mm. You're or, right. Or they were smart enough to pay it off so it didn't become a story. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. So we you don't always know all these things. Nice. It's crazy how all of a sudden one thing came out about Ja, and now all of a sudden like five things came out. Like it, it, social media has a way of doing that to people where all one of a little thing happens and it explodes in a mm-hmm. 42 different I will, I will say the story about the kid punching him in the face. His mom, his mom is known for uh, starting lawsuits, I guess, in Memphis. He, oh, she's, yeah. she's got one against the school district and the oh, fire yeah. department. So, yeah. so, uh, so I, you know, I'm not writing him off yet. I am a little bit, Elizabeth, a little, eh, a little bit hesitant Gotta right be. now, you know, especially in the car industry, buying super high end job because there obviously is that not potential mm-hmm. that he does something really dumb and could crush his value. But at the same time, we could be here two weeks later talking about how Jod just dropped 40 and how the Grizz are going to, go win a championship again and, and everything's fine. So uh, hopefully it's the latter and he Wait gets his shit together. See. Wait and see. Yeah. That's Hope the investigation is. goes out well. All right. So then the other situation, the Brandon Miller situation, Patrick, you want to, 
I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have any notes from that. That was uh, kind of uh, a couple weeks ago, but the Brandon Miller situation was uh, one of his teammates. So Brandon Miller plays basketball for Alabama. Um, coach Nate Oates, UB, UB. Um, there was a player who had an altercation with a woman, needed a gun, reached out to a player that just, I guess, so allegedly happened to be Brandon Miller, and I'm air quoting this for the people listening. He brought the player the gun. Uh, there's a lot of reports about that. And then the player shot, I guess, the woman who was in question. Jeez, so he so had a situation with a woman, so he needed a gun. It's Get a, out of here. That's, that's pretty much what it boiled but down to. What happened was, a little bit of the story is that the player who ended up sh- shooting the woman, um, it was his gun that he brought. So basically, yeah, he bring, said, oh, okay. bring my gun to me. So, and obviously in Alabama, if you bring someone their gun, there's nothing illegal about it. Transportation of firearms. Yep. So you're allowed to do that because you're bringing the gun to its rightful owner. So he is currently still playing for Alabama. He was just voted. Player of the year for the SEC. SEC And newcomer player of the year for the SEC. freshman who. And now he's this guy's sixth man of the year. Oh, he brought me my gun when I needed it too. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I'll see you in 10 years. But he, uh, you know. Listen, if nothing comes of this, this guy's still going to get drafted in the top five. It's like Jalen, you know, happen. Jalen Carter for for Georgia. We'll get into that in a minute. Mm -hmm. Combine stuff, but like the Brandon Miller thing, you're like you said, he's he's newcomer of the year, so he's what? Is he a freshman? Mm Freshman, yeah. So he's even younger and dumb. And honestly, there's no way that the guy was like, "I need you to bring my gun so I can shoot this woman." He was probably like, "Yo, you have my gun. I need it." Bring it to me. And I'm, I'd be like, I don't really want this on me anyway, so I'll give him his shit back. Who knows what could have happened with that? Absolutely. Um, one thing that we don't know who did anything yet. Uh, did you hear what Joe Mixon did? I did not. All right. Let's... So Joe Mixon, allegedly, it may not be him, uh, might have shot a kid. Uh, hold on. Yeah, I know. I love that I'm dropping wait, this wait, I, Wow. I know this. Breaking so news. This, da-da-da, is, da-da-da. So this, is, this is what's been going on. This is what I read earlier. So Joe Mixon's house, there were a bunch of kids at like one in the morning having a Nerf war, about 12, 13-year-olds on his front lawn. And shots came from Joe Mixon's house. Don't know who's in there. Uh, shots came out and one of the shot because he heard the Nerf gun shots and therefore they fired back thinking it was not a Nerf war. Oh, and one of the bullets struck what, like, I believe it was a 13 year old kid in the leg. Because nothing screams gun more than a Nerf gun. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It, again, why are no, you on? No, why are you on somebody else's front lawn at one in the morning shooting off, having a Nerf war? That's something oh, that's exciting. Get out of here. So yeah. either way, now I know the cops showed up. Um, there was a crime scene thing going on. Nobody got arrested. And all that they said that there was just one person in Joe Mixon's house. No guarantee that it was Joe Mixon, by the way. But based on other things that have happened, like you can be led to believe that Joe Mixon thought somebody was shooting up his house and he fired right back at these kids. I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm saying you could see the dots being connected. <laughs> opening the door and just firing. So, yeah, I'm alone. So as of right now, since we can't say anything's confirmed, somebody from Joe Mixon's house fired shots at these kids having a nerf war on his lawn at one in the morning and one of the bullets struck a job well that a kid tough so i am as a kid i played on other people's lawns all the time i mm-hmm. jumped fences in people's backyards absolutely so we were playing different games and you know what luckily no one ever pulled a gun or confronted me um if, if all this is true and it's a nerf gun and decided to shoot someone decided to shoot bullets from a real gun at children that's on them. It was described as a Nerf war, which leads me to believe that multiple people had Nerf guns mm-hmm. shooting at each so other. So there were definitely kids like screaming outside. Yep. It's not like and you're quiet. Hearing, 
Bang, bang, bang. Pew, 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 pew. Green, whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. what I don't know nerf it's, technology. I, right I now. actually <laughs> have a real sounding gun. It's, 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 I don't know. It's it's not. But if it's one in the morning and you're paranoid in your own house because of other stuff you've done, all of a sudden you think other stuff's going on. First thing, I guess. I can just see it being an issue. Maybe he thought he grabbed his Nerf gun. Maybe he did. Maybe he thought he was Al Pacino and Scarface and he thought everybody was coming for him. That might be it, though. Well, to be fair, again, no guarantees it was Joe Mixon. Nothing's been proven. Nobody was arrested. Again, I believe the police left without making an arrest and everything's cool quote unquote for now while they investigate whatever i have more questions about that whole situation more than i do the cops are coming child gets you said allegedly shot yeah and like 13 year old and no cop is investigating where it came from no they're doing that but they they were in the house for hours talking to the one person that was in there they didn't say who it was they didn't name names okay that makes sense so they did do all that and they <laughs> determined like, there was well they determined they couldn't make an arrest but at the same time if you're a kid, don't shoot guns on people's lawns at one in the morning. Even if it's, fr- it's you don't know it's going to happen. It's a Nerf gun. I don't care. No. <laughs> people, dumb people put themselves sh- in dumb situations. I shot Nerf guns as a kid on people's lawns. I don't care. Your Nerf guns were back in the day where they had like rubber bands and shit. These Nerf guns now are way better. <laughs> you had like the Nerf bow and arrow. I had the same thing. I did it. <laughs> it was sweet. I was, I was like, I had a six shooter. I was Hawkeye. I had a six right? shooter, yeah, exactly. Bro. So. I don't know. So that's just like the newer thing that'll come out. I don't know what'll happen from it, but that's going to be interesting. I, I, can't, I can't wait to read all about that. Right. So uh, that was that wraps up our gun violence portion of the story of the podcast. <laughs> apparently, things are coming to our TED talk. Uh, speaking about other violence, uh, John Jones came back into UFC this weekend, and he was only there for about what thirty seconds. UFC guy, go. There was mm-hmm. no violence in that fight. No. <laughs> Sorrell Gain didn't want any violence in that fight. What? I, Sorrell Gain. There's a nice what, warm-up fight for him. What were you thinking? Like, what, what did you just like, I'm just going to go beat John Jones? Like, he basically just tackled you, laid on top of you for a minute until you said, here, here's my neck, choke me out. It was <laughs> it was so disappointing. Um, John Jones looking like, you know, the president of dad bod yeah. uh, out there. <laughs> just ruin anybody, bro. And, and absolutely just like said, hey, I'm just going to tackle you, lay on you, and then choke you out. And there's nothing you can do about it. And it was... Very disappointing to me. Yeah, I I would agree on as far as action goes. I was pumped to see John Jones win, but like halfway through, the, like actually almost as soon as the first round started, I was just like, John Jones is going to just take this home. I didn't realize it was going to be first round submission like that too, but it was interesting because the way he submitted them, Henry Cajudo uh, talked to um, John Jones before the fight and told him about that certain situation. If you're against the cage on him, Make sure you don't stand there for too long. Make sure you switch positions because that's how some fighters will gain some of their power back and then they'll be able to make a move on you, yeah. which ironically it happened exactly how Henry did it. And you can catch it on YouTube. Yeah, it was disappointing. But luckily, the fight before that saved the card. Shevchenko versus Grasso. What a fight. Um, obviously, a, a result that no one saw coming. But other... The the women's fights always upstand the men's fights, or uh, always takes upstage. over. Uh, upstage, sorry, it's upstage okay. the We're men's. Learning. Yeah, first <laughs> I'm not good with words, <laughs> but it, the upstage the men's fight more times than not. I would say. What it, it was one of those things beforehand. We're we're sitting at the casino watching the fight, 
Yeah. And a couple of guy, a couple Can guys. Can you explain that better so we don't sound like complete degenerates? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're at the casino <laughs> drinking, watching UFC. It's <laughs> we have and to find this. Down, and yeah. they, we wanted to watch UFC, so we went to the casino because they have the fights and we watched it. And we were. Still we talked like about we talked about 100%. betting on Grasso, and we're like, we can't, we can't do it. I turned to Tom and I was like, "Why is the sixth ranked female in the world getting a title shot?" And Tom's like, "Because the, the champ already decimated one through five, so she's just the next one up." So I was like, "So there's no way this chick wins? No way, no how, blah blah blah." She has a good first round. I look, I'm like, "You sure we don't want to bet on this? It's still like plus six twenty five or something like that." He's like, "No, it's stupid. It'll never happen." Now Tom was a few more drinks in than I was. I'll admit that. So he wasn't <laughs> in his right mind. And you're just watching this fight, and you're like, you're just waiting for Valentina to just make that cool cat like move that knocks out the other girl, or whatever mm-hmm. happens, never comes. And all of a sudden, you just see Grass was just. She looks good the entire fight, for the record, from what I yeah. can tell. So. There's a lot of similarity between that and the, the Nunez uh, Pena fight, where, which we watched in Tampa. Which we watched in Tampa, and everyone thought that Nunez was going to, you know, definitely win that. Pena was just there to the the next body up that right. for her to beat. And the first round happened. You were like, "Oh, Pena might have a chance." And it was the same thing. Like, wow, she's she's holding her own in there. She's she's a chance, and it was great to watch. I still think that. Grasso does not win if Valentina does not try that crazy spinning attack that basically let her get her back and might, joke her out. Might be right. That was I. I don't know. And I think part of it, though, Valentina hasn't been in that position really where she's been like, I got to do something different because I'm not controlling this fight. Mm-hmm. I'm and she does. She always does a lot of spinning stuff, so it's not like she does it. But when she did it, where she did it was just terrible timing in my my untrained eye um, but <laughs> spent so many years in the octagon yeah, all those years <laughs> i training but she does this gives up her back and just like that it was over so i have a question for you pax i know you're a bigger ufc person than joe here true mm-hmm. is that the biggest upset in a women's fight and or biggest f- upset ever um no and no Okay, I, I, I would say uh, Holly Holm versus Ronda Rousey would be my I knew go-to. That. I knew that. Uh, I was going to say that. That was probably the biggest <laughs> upset in my eyes. That was uh, another situation where Holly Holm kind of comes in the octagon. You're like, oh, wait a second. You know, Ronda's not destroying her like she's destroying everybody else. And then Holly Holm just kind of took it home. And that was, to me, the most shocking. I was not expecting that. I would have put my entire mortgage payment on that Ronda yeah. Rousey fight. Yeah, that you one, own that a house? One. I do. Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Uh, I'm going to make another point, by the way, with yeah. you. So you mentioned it. I don't really watch UFC. I keep up with it a little bit just because I kind of have to. Um, I've watched like three fights in the last year or so. Every single time you've brought me to something like this. And we've had, so we had Grasso upset Shevchenko. The other one I was at was when Edwards shocked Usman. Yeah. And the other one was... Uh, who beat Nunez? Pena beat Nunez. Yeah. Every time you do this, we need to bet the <laughs> yes. large underdog yes. because we would be three and zero and be a lot happier. A lot happier. <laughs> a lot, lot happier. It's happened every time, and I think that's ridiculous because I will not go out and watch UFC all the time. Blah blah. But you, usually, it's with I guess with card people and stuff. We're yeah. usually out somewhere. We're like, all right, we're gonna go watch this UFC. But I'm like, I'm just gonna go hang out and. The casino, Slam high noons or whatever. Casino is the best place to watch fights too. It was kind of fun. Yeah. yeah, I wish there were more couches involved for some reason. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. just not me. 
<laughs> we need to make that change casinos, put yeah. some couches in the we'll, sports uh, book. We'll write a letter to the Seneca Nations and um, see if they'll fix it up for us. <laughs> <laughs> what? What, oh. what about you, Tom? What do you think is the upset? Do you think that's the biggest upset? Or? So I think I, I agree Holly Holm over R- Ronda just because she was so dominant. And at the time, there wasn't the the depth of, of the division as there is now. There's so many good women fighters now. Back then, it was still kind of a new division, still people kind of figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Ronda Rousey now would, wouldn't have the same effect that she did back then. Uh, she really kind of was the the birth of the division because she was so popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was, it was Holly Holm over her one. I would put this two over Pena over Nunez. And that might just be because I watched Pena in The Ultimate Fighter, and I knew she was a dog and that she would get at it. So I wasn't, I wasn't as surprised for that one. Um, so I think this is the second one for the women's. Obviously, Sarah St. Pierre is probably the biggest upset ever in UFC, uh, probably followed by Anderson Silva uh, breaking his leg on Chris Weidman. That was a, I saw that too. Yeah, that was a, a pretty, <laughs> that was disgusting. That was a pretty rough one. That was so again, if you don't agree with Tom, you can email us at podcast at hitparadecollection.com and let him know how wrong he is. Um, Patrick, I think it's time to do an ad read because we are – 52 minutes into the show. All right. This one's flying by. Let's get one going. Let's get one going. Introducing the 2023 Hit Parade Celebrity Autograph Jersey Edition Series 2, the ultimate collection of autograph jerseys from your favorite celebrities. Each box contains one certified autograph jersey from a celebrity like Adam Sandler from Happy Gilmore, 2 Chains from the Atlanta Hawks, 2 Chains, 2 Chains, Kathleen Turner from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Rob Schneider from Benchwarmers, Mike S. from Next Friday, Jason Alexander from Seinfeld, shout out George Costanza, Brett Goldstein, Ted Lasso, and more. Whether you're a diehard sports fan or a pop culture enthusiast, this series has something for everyone. You'll find jerseys from football, hockey, soccer, baseball, basketball, all autographed by your favorite celebrities. And with one jersey per box, you're guaranteed to get a unique and valuable addition to your collection. So don't wait. Order your 2023 Hit Parade Celebrity Autograph Jerseys Edition Series 2 today and add some star power to your collection. Beautiful work, Patrick. Thank you. Okay, so moving on. uh, As a lot of people may know, the NFL Combine was this week. Uh, We're not going to really touch too much on everything that happened there just because we're getting short on time. But one thing I do want to talk about is what we kind of alluded to earlier. Jalen Carter decided to do dumb things. And the consensus number one overall player, well, is he consensus? You can't really say that, but the probable number one overall pick if he there's didn't not do a trade. it. Um, yeah, if there's not a trade. Uh, he, are you worried about what he did? He So he was street racing, lied about being at the scene, kind of was a thing. He posted his own bail and went right back to the combine. Um, how does this really, how do you think this affects his draft stock? I'll let Tom take this one. I, I think this drops him from a guaranteed top three pick. To probably fall somewhere in the the end of the first round, um, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, depending on wh- how you feel about things, talent wins out, and they're mm-hmm. going to give him a chance because that guy is that good. Mm-hmm. Um, you hope it's a tragic mistake that he made as a young guy, um, not really thinking the consequences of racing somebody. It wasn't a direct violent act where he was beating someone, shooting at someone, anything like that. It was a dumb choice that a young man made that had tragic results. Uh, so I would, I would give him somewhat, I don't want to say a pass because that's, that's way too strong of a, of a wording for it, but I would think that he deserves a second chance. Now, do you think that the story came out? Cause it seemed like he got quote unquote away with it 
originally, and then it just magically came out of nowhere. Do you think that his people leaked that story so that the Bears didn't take him and he didn't go to the Bears because maybe he didn't want to? <laughs> what a story. Yeah, I'm just kidding. What a story. That'd that'd be amazing. That would be amazing. But jokes aside, go go Bears, whatever. Um, the Bears pick one, Patrick. If you're the Chicago Bears right now, you're on the clock. Mm-hmm. What would you do? Man, who, would, who would you take? That's an interesting question. Um, definitely something I wasn't ready for, but I would probably, I don't know. Um, I know they were having, he doesn't have notes on this one. I know. I don't. That's I wanted, to, I I wanted to get him. It's great. <laughs> um, I probably would go, uh, man, they need a running back really bad. If, they, if you say they're going to take a running back. <laughs> but, uh, Patrick is no longer on the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to say out loud what they need. So I just have to keep it in my head and be completely silent. Yes. Okay. No, you just don't. No, no, no. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I was sorry. I I like to think out loud and talk. I'll I'll help you with this one, Patrick. Thank you. You need to trade back. You Mm -hmm. need to trade back and trade back again and trade back again. So that's that's pretty much where I got this from. You're 100 percent right there. I read the most recent mock draft. It was on the athletic and it had the Bears going from one to four. So the Colts move up and take. I think they took Stroud and then the Bears. Bryce Young. And then the well, and then the Bears went from four. After they picked up like two seconds and a future first, they went back down to nine. Then grabbed another future first and more more picks, and then proceeded to get Carter anyway. <laughs> yeah, mm. that's that's how you that's how you draft. That's yeah. That's, like if you don't need a quarterback, that's how it goes. So the other question I wanted to ask you here, it's just an opinion one, so you don't really need notes for this. You'll be okay. <laughs> Are you sure? Um, I guess with you, I don't. I know might be nervous. You, you look. You look fine. You look fine. If you're the Bears, you're sitting at one. Do you stay at one and take a quarterback and trade Justin Fields instead? I've thought about that. That was going to be probably one of my answers because, you know, I've read reports that that could be the case of them moving from Justin Fields, which I don't think is a bad idea. Um, But like you said, moving back and gaining picks for the future is a really good idea. The Bears have $100 million in cap space and not enough players to take it. Right. So getting going back, getting as many picks as possible, just filling it with rookies seems to be the best move, right? Yeah, it absolutely does, and especially if you I mean if you can capitalize on a player like Carter. Yeah, I, I think you have to. Tra- I, I think you have to trade back. I think, you know, obviously we're going to talk combine. I'm going to throw in uh, Anthony Richardson real quick because the guy was lighting it up as everyone knew he would, and rocketing up draft boards now because of his combine where he had. Ooh, here we go. Tom stats. Tommy stats. Forty and a half inch vertical. Uh, Ten feet nine inch. Broad jump, four four three forty. The guy tested off the charts, which we all knew he would. Um, people are now saying he might go in the top five. Some people saying he could go number one now. Um, if you draft him one and you trade Fields, best case scenario, aren't you getting Justin Fields? Maybe. So I, to me, that. to me, you, you, there's no way you you can trade Fields. You have a known commodity there. Correct. The guy is Lamar Jackson. Um, well, look where he is right now, making a lot of money. It's not his fault. The Ravens are dunking on him. But no, yeah, I know, but I'm I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm just hitting his yeah, situation. It's not the the best. Guy's a former MVP and has made the playoffs multiple times. Um, and the team doesn't want to sign him. So I mean, I guess the MVPs don't matter when you don't have a team that don't want to. So sign him right I will now. say the Ravens and probably the Steelers are my two number one teams that believe in this is the way you're gonna do it my way. The Steelers, listen, the Steelers are the Steelers, and they're going to play a certain style. And if you don't play that style, you're not a Steelers player. The Ravens kind of have that same mantra, the way they kind of <laughs> They don't have the same do history as the Steelers. Yeah. Um, 
So I think 100% you have to trade back. Who's the tight end from the draft or from, Mayor, from the con? No, Notre from Dame. no, 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 no. I know that one. Uh, the the guy Darnell Washington might be the guy who cleared the vertical jump, like cleared everything. He's six foot seven vertical and four six forty. Yeah, that guy, and he did. Yeah, I was watching some video on him. Animal. He's going to be an absolute problem in Animal. the NFL. And then Joe's guy, he didn't run the forty. You don't know if he's my guy, but go he on. He went to Ohio State. He's your guy. That doesn't immediately make them my guy. That just means I'll take them and. Dynasty leagues and do fine with them. So he didn't run the forty, but he did the the cone in six point five seven seconds and did the short su- shuttle in three point nine three seconds. This is my guy, by the way. You didn't say his name. Uh, Jackson Smith Nijba. Good enough. I don't know if you're um, right or not. And <laughs> so both of those numbers in the ninety six percentile. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he is cementing himself as the top receiver. In the the draft. next Vincent Jackson. That's good. I want to say Vincent Jackson for some reason. <laughs> um, that's pretty exciting. But uh, yeah, again. As we get closer and closer to the uh, the draft, and we're going to talk a lot more about these players, where we think they're going to go Mock in the future. Draft, right. Which is nothing compared to next week when I'm pretty sure we're doing our March Madness picks. So Fantastic. prepare for that. Now. I am ready. That's, I've already, I've already done a, a conference March Madness. Yeah, you have some issues. It's amazing. I was so <laughs> mad you didn't ask me. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't my... Uh, you invite other people. I didn't to... invite anybody. I was invited to play. And then well, you say, hey, I got a friend who loves this stuff in gambling. And then Can you say, hey, too? I have <laughs> another friend I do a podcast <laughs> with as well. Yeah, yeah uh, next uh, next year we will be. See, involved that's why in like we consider Patrick our friend. We're just guys he works with. That yeah, is not much. true. <laughs> that is not true at all. I didn't think it was true until this. Uh, what, what conference tournament was it? Like, it's the it's every conference. Oh yeah, every so conference pick, tournament he picks. You, you pick the every single game. Oh, that's awesome. for every conference. And last year I was in the lead and then lost. And right now I'm in second. So I love it. So last last little bit of uh, stuff. There is finally a little bit of entertainment stuff to talk about. Uh, the new Ninja Tur- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer came out um we watched it seth rogan's running the whole show i believe uh patrick you just i watched it with you what were your mm-hmm. thoughts about it i liked it uh, i liked it a lot i think it's a has a great vibe to it um it's a different uh, aspect because all the other teenage teenage mutant ninja turtle movies are as them as like more of adults yeah, they're, not they're, really, not teenagers. they're never they're never teenagers. <laughs> yeah right? i know yeah so i guess this is the perfect the this this the epitome of a teenage mutant ninja turtle right here in this movie i'm pretty excited so obviously, growing up on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, to me, I might be most excited for this movie ha- more than I were the other movies they've come out re- recently. I think obviously the original Teenage Mutant, what was it, TM? Was it first I don't know. Yeah, whatever. TMNT. Uh, this obviously part two with Vanilla Ice with and oh, Kevin, Secret of the Ooze, baby. And Kevin Nash, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. But uh, that's legit. Since then, I you know a little bit of nostalgia. Looking forward to it. Um, obviously it'll be funny to see Seth Rogen's take on all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting because it's going to be completely different than what like some of I, I'm sure most of the people listening to this are older and they remember the older Ninja Turtles like we do. Mm-hmm. And if you remember the Ninja Turtles like in the comic books, they all wore red masks and they just killed a bunch of people. Like that's where the Ninja Turtles started. It's crazy. Then they made it a Saturday morning cartoon where they couldn't really kill a bunch of people. They split up their colors, but it was still like you said they're a little bit older. You know. Et cetera, et cetera. So it's like, that's what we fell in love with, you know, fighting Bebop and Rocksteady and Shredder and all that other jazz. Then they started making the movies. Like the original movies are, are a little bit different, but like even the more recent movies where they did the CGI trails where they had weird faces and looked kind of off. It was like, eh, not exactly what I was looking for personally, but it doesn't matter what I'm looking for. Now we have, a, a, it's a cartoon, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Cartoon, but they're teenagers for sure. And you can tell because they have 
younger actors doing the voices. Like you can tell that they're like screwing around. They're making like kid mistakes when they're in mm-hmm. fights and stuff. It'll be a very interesting take on it because it's almost like they're not fully where they get to, like the turtles that we yeah. grew up with and knew mm-hmm. and love. So it'll be fun to see them like get better at fighting and better at this because they, the Ninja Turtles did not just fight rats in the sewers the whole time. And Splinter has an afro. Remember that? That's yeah, cool. that was cool. That was uh, cool. Spoiler. But anyway, <laughs> but the point I'm making is like, it'll be interesting to see that like gap, mm-hmm. like where they went from, all right, we swam in the ooze and then they just say Splinter named them after the artists and he trained them into, you know, mm-hmm. ninjas. And then all of a sudden they're just fighting the Foot Clan and they're older. This is going to be like in the middle. The actual and teenage. I'm, and I'm kind of hoping that like even like Shredder and everybody's younger too. I'm hoping that they kind of grow with That'd them. That would be cool. That'd be a really cool aspect. Maybe they announced that's what they're doing. I didn't see that part. I didn't, I don't think the yeah. trailer showed any of it, but it would just be cool to just see how like they get from, you know, where they're at as like kids to like mm-hmm. adult turtles. If this even makes sense, what are we talking about here? But, <laughs> but it'll be fun. It'll, it's like a missing piece. And I'm really excited to actually see that for sure. Yeah. Another thing that looks cool is uh, I'm a big fan of this. Into the Spider Verse, the way it was, the you know, kind of, you want to, I want to say shot because it wasn't shot, but the way it's drawn, the cartoon is done, yeah. And this has a very similar feel to it, uh, which, like I said, was really cool for Spider Verse that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I love that. All right, well, Patrick, we're almost running out of time, so you got to read that second ad, or else we're gonna get beat. All right. <laughs> looking for the ultimate gaming experience? Look no further, feller. You found it. <laughs> <clears throat> old school premium series uh you know what? i'm gonna redo that one cut and take that two was, cut to <laughs> the first one no edits bro <laughs> my bad so <laughs> looking for the ultimate gaming experience look no further than hit parade's old school premium series one our newest premium line of products offers better hits on average and smaller box run than our light products get ready to travel back in time with our old school series that features pokemon tcg cards from only the oldest sets You'll get to relive the nostalgia of your childhood with cards from Base, Jungle, Fossil, Base 2, Legendary Collection, Gym Challenge, Gym Heroes, Promos, and more. But don't worry if you miss out on the premium series. We've also got a light version of this product available, similar to the other light offerings we've debuted recently. With both options available, there's something for every budget and gaming preference. So why wait? Go ahead and order your Hit Parade Old School Premium Series 1 today and take your gaming experience to the next level. Again, is that written by AI? No, it's me. I was going to say, that sounded like really specific. For yeah, no, really, no, no that was AI. Really? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you, just, you just give it whatever you want. It That's just... amazing. I've, I haven't played around with that stuff yet. It's great. Um, last little bit on Hit Parade stuff. Uh, these two bums are heading to Dallas. Woo-hoo. You guys will be out of here. Well, mm-hmm. Actually, Stop. I'm headed to Dallas while people are listening to this because it'll be Thursday, right? Stars at night. For the 400th. Right. That made a really loud noise in my ear. You couldn't tell. <laughs> You're welcome. You don't have to seal clap anymore. Um, yeah, so the 400th Dallas card show is, is happening, I believe. <laughs> uh, Tom and Pat will be there. Unfortunately, they'll only be with Nick and Sam, so it won't be as fun when you come to the Hip Parade booth, but they'll still be okay. Uh, we'll, Tom, is there anything else you want to touch on on what you guys will be looking for at the show, et cetera, et cetera? I like to say it's changed, but it's the same old, same old. Lots mm-hmm. of autographs, uh, football, basketball, baseball. Hey, if anyone down there has hockey, we'd be happy to look at that yes. too. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, same old stuff. Looking forward. Dallas is probably the most consistent show uh, that you know what, what you're going to get down there. You know, you say see the same people. Um, always a good time. As of every place we go, I have a couple of restaurants I will definitely be going to. Mm-hmm. Um, Just say where food. you're going. Say what barbecue joint you're going to. What is it again? Hutchins. Hutchins Barbecue. Oh, that sounds yeah. good. I'm going to stop at Bucky's. 
This it's a tear between the office and what Bucky's. Uh, Bucky's is, is a fine gas station. It is a great gas station with some excellent lemon pepper beef jerky. Is it anyway. sheets? Way better than sheets. It is way better than sheets. Okay, I'll give you that. I um, love sheets too, but so yeah, go on down to the Dallas Card Show. Bring us cards, please. Um, Come say hi. Yeah, make sure you guys wrap that pallet and take care of it properly this time around. It'd be great. But uh, <laughs> jokes aside, that's pretty much it. Dallas will be fun. Uh, to all our card people going there, you know, come hang out with us. Bring us everything you got. Even though most people just did that four days ago, they're still loading up. It'll be fine. Uh, so that brings us, as always, to final thoughts. Like we said, it's going to be anything you want to talk about. Patrick, you're doing some cool uh, moves there. So I love I love final thoughts. They're always fun. I like to just throw out random thoughts out there. Give me your final thoughts. Uh, Andre the Giant would have been the greatest goalie of all time in the NHL. Just <laughs> by sheer size, no one would be able to get a puck by him. Maybe his uh, flexibility would be a little wonky, but dogs just got to stand there and no one is scoring. Where did this come from? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I why would he be better than say another wrestler like Yokozuna? Yokozuna? Uh, no, he might. Um, I don't know because I feel like he'd be so big that it's basically just his legs are in the net and not his body. Everything he can lay down. <laughs> yeah, you know what? They probably both. If, if you if you put him, uh, uh, you know what? <laughs> you derailed him so hard. It's not even funny. I love it, Tom. This is Patrick's final thought. You yeah. don't get to you don't get to do this. It was either that or steroids. So I love it. All right, so shout out to Andre the Giant and Yokozuna, two dead guys who'd be great goalies. Um, <laughs> the best goalies. The best. The goalies. best goalies in the NHL. The best goalies in the NHL. Best save percentage. Could you imagine ever. Just handing out the Andre the Giant to the best goalie in the league? It is just a seven. Goalie. It's a seven foot trophy. It's, it's him on skates. It's Chara just with like yeah, four hundred yeah, pounds. It's basically what it is. Oh my god, that's crazy. Um, all right, whatever. Tom, you're up. Beat that. <laughs> uh, once again, I can't. So thank you for letting me go after Pat. Uh, you're going to see a, a pretty common theme in my final thoughts for the next couple of weeks here. March Madness. Yeah. Sunday is Selection Sunday. It is a great day to sit there and get your brackets ready. Um, one of the most frustrating and exciting things to do is filling out your brackets mm-hmm. and then realizing that, shit, I don't really like this team. Maybe I shouldn't put them there. But they're the better team. And you go back and forth and you do 12 brackets. And then you get excited because you picked the upset on four of them, but then you'd lost in the other eight. Uh, but Selection Sunday is always a great day. Obviously, it's Championship Saturday and Sunday for all the major conferences. Mm-hmm. That's always fun. All these teams this week are getting automatic bids on these small conferences. It's just it's a lot of fun um, and amps me going up to uh, my, my holiday of Thursday and Friday of the opening days of the mm-hmm. tournament. It's the best. It's going to be super fun. Cannot wait for it. Uh, but again, like I said, next week we're going to talk about underdogs upsets what we like etc cetera, etc cetera. it's gonna be a blast it's gonna be prepared. the best show yeah i know you are I'm, go duke i might actually is unc gonna get it no yes, you're gonna, gonna win the yes i am oh you are i didn't know yes that. i didn't know that i didn't know you watched but i didn't know you had a college team because you, you don't watch ask, basketball right? i watch college basketball that's okay. way better than the nba and i'm a magic fan do you not listen to our own podcast i forgot that you're the new the newest magic fan no because three more people started being magic fans if they heard i was i don't know who they are or whatever um my final thought is just i want to shout out to just the people who've been listening um I meticulously monitor our episodes every time they go up and see where we're getting listeners. And we keep getting more across the world. I know a lot of them are my friends from various like Sim Sports League online and stuff. That's where we get a lot of our around the world people. And it's just really cool that you can just you have a group of friends that you can just be like, hey, 
I'm doing this stuff for work. And if I'm successful, you know, my dog gets more treats. So do it for the dog. Go listen to it, which is exactly how I played it. And people listen and they, they they're giving me feedback and I'd say we're getting better. So I'm cool with that. So I'm just thankful for everybody who, you know, through during the first month of this has cared enough to download and listen and say we're doing a good job. It's like I love because we won't know unless we get the feedback. So just thank you, everybody out there that's listening. Uh, I just I'm just really appreciative of, again, the people who care about us. So that's really cool. Um, again, we'll be back in a week, hopefully, with March Madness Talk. It's going to be really, really exciting. And yeah, that one's going to be a fun one. So stay tuned for it. Um, thanks for listening and whatever. Bye. Go Knicks. No, go not go next. Bye. <laughs>